Well, Jane Ace finally went on in the charity play the other night and played the leading role in place of Mrs. Lewis. What was to have been a heavy domestic drama turned out to be a comedy when Jane got through reading the part of Mrs. Weatherby. This episode takes place the evening following the play. We find Jane, Mr. Ace, and Marge in the living room of the Ace's bungalow. Jane, flushed with success, is pasting things in a scrapbook. Here, did you meet any people downtown today that said anything about how I acted in the play last night? Well, yes, I did, Jane. You did, huh? Oh, yes. And several people spoke to me about you and the play. They did, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you say? I said, you take that back. <laughs> what did he say, Mark? Oh, he's just kidding you, Jane. No, I'm not. I wasn't going to let them get away with that kind of talk about my wife. Just a minute now. Are you trying to get my goat? No, but after all, Jane, you are my wife, and no matter what you do, I've got to stand by you, even if you did. Just a minute now. Hold your horse. Whoa. <laughs> did you read these pieces the papers wrote about me? Well, yes, Jane. In the but... first place, you didn't even say to see me act in the play. Well, I explained that, Jane. I wasn't feeling well. I uh, I got a dizzy spell there. I told you about yes, it. Yes, a fine time you picked to get a dizzy spell. Well, I couldn't help, Jane. You never got a dizzy spell since I've known you. Well, you've never been in a play like that since I've known you. I think it was abdominal of you to walk out. Well, yes, it was abdominal and the dizziness, a complication of ailments. <laughs> yes, you. Well, I don't see what you're laughing at, Mark. You've never even been in a play, much less have your husband walk out before you start acting. If he could have been there and heard me, you heard me, Mark. What did you think? Tell him. Well, son, go ahead. Listen to this, dear. Oh, yeah. Well, here I go again in my little piece. Um, Jane, you were positively amazing. There. And did I make more than one mistake? No. Oh, no, I'll agree you only made one mistake, Jane. Oh, you didn't even see it. But I can still see the one mistake you made. What does that mean? Oh, don't pay any attention to it, Jane. <laughs> you lay off. And well. you don't believe, Marge? I'll read you these clippings again. Oh, again. This will show you how I wild them. Oh, you wild them? <laughs> That's what it says here. Just listen. The United Hospital Charity Drive wound up in a blaze of glory last night when a three-act comedy entitled The Amazing Mrs. Weatherby was presented. For the first time in years, the committee had a good taste to produce a comedy instead of the usual dull drama. The evening was a most delightful one, thanks to the performance of Jane A. You're welcome. We have never seen so many stiff shirts unbent at one time. In the language of Broadway, she wowed them. There. That's what it says. Mm, yes. And how yes. about this one? This one says, I stole the show. Oh, you stole the show? Yes. Listen to this. Jane Ace gave a stealing performance last night at the presentation oh, of... that's sterling, Jane. What? It says sterling, doesn't it? Sterling? Can't I read? S-T-E-A-L-I-N-G is stealing. See, there it is right there. Yes, it does say stealing. It's a typographical error. Oh, everybody's wrong but you, I guess. No, no, I just meant that... If you ask me, I just think you're jealous. Jealous? Yes, professional jealousy, that's all it is. (laughs) Professional jealousy. (laughs) Where did you get all these theatrical expressions? Well, haven't I been rehearsing this play for over a month, and wasn't I terrific last night? Terrific? 
I killed them. I had them rolling in the aisle. Oh, stop it, Dave. You're killing me. Uh, where on earth did you pick up all that kind of talk all of a sudden? What talk? You sound like a ham actor. Ham actor? Me? Well, you sound like it. It's actress, if you want to know. Oh, yes, ham actress. That's my mistake, <laughs> Jenny, yes. You see the way Morris laughed just now? That's the way I had them laughing last night. They screamed. Yeah, but they couldn't get their money back. Yes, they could have been. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I was just saying They that... certainly could have got their money back before the show started. Didn't Mrs. Burnside make a speech that Mrs. Lewis couldn't play the part and that I was going to play it? And if anybody wanted their money back, they could go and get it? And not one person got up and left the theater. Present company accepted. Well, Jane, I had a dizzy spell. Oh, I felt... dizzy spell. I bet you just didn't want to see me act. No bad. Oh, no, you can't fool me. That's what it was. I guess you thought I wasn't going to be good. Well, the last on the other foot now, isn't it? Yes, yes. Well, I think I'll finish my paper now, if you don't uh, mind. How many curtain calls did oh. I take, Mark? Tell him. Um, curtain calls? Yes, tell him how many. Look, Jane, it's getting a little boring. I mean, listen. Well, wait till she tells you. Oh. Did I take eight curtain calls or not, Mark? Mm-hmm. Yes, eight seems <laughs> like a fair count. Fair? Why, it was wonderful. I didn't dream I'd be that big a hit. But the way Mr. Hampton kept making me go back to take more curtain calls every time, well, he was just as surprised as I was. You could have knocked us both down with a fender. Well, that's a cozy suggestion. Now, Jane, I think that's enough talk about this play. You know, I felt kind of sorry for Mr. Hampton last night. The way they didn't even know his first name. It's Martin, and they kept calling for Arthur after the play. They kept hollering, Arthur, Arthur. Yes, it was awful. I felt sorry for him. That's why I made that little speech. You remember, Mars. Will I ever forget? Me either. I said, it's Martin, ladies and gentlemen, not Arthur. You keep hollering for Arthur, I said. Oh, you said that, Yes, eh? well, they were still laughing so hard in the play, they just couldn't stop all through my feet. Uh, look, uh, Jane, don't you think that we've had enough of that? Huh? I mean, after all, it's getting a little tiresome sitting here listening to you talk about yourself. Oh, is it? Oh, it is not. It is to me. Well, let's talk about you then, dear. Okay, anything for a change. Aren't you sorry you missed my acting last night? Oh, time? that's <laughs> not the change I'm talking about. I want to sit here and read my paper in quiet and smoke my pipe. And that reminds me, where's my pipe tobacco? Oh, I don't know. I've got more important things to do than worry about your pipe tobacco. Such as what? Yes. How often do you think a person gets a chance like this? Oh. Well, I've been dreaming about the stage ever since I was in that play in high school. When I started this scrapbook of my write-up. You remember that one write-up I got when I was in that playback home, Mars? Yes, I remember well, that. Well, she's off again. I'm going to walk up to the corner drugstore and get some pipe tobacco. You don't mind, do you, Jane? Oh, here it is, Marge, on the first page. Oh, what? It's been doing? about 11 years. Look, it's pasted on the very first page. Where's my hat? It says, also in the cast for Joe Fisby, George Williams, and Jane Sherwood. <laughs> I'll save this book all these years. Oh, here it is, right here. I always thought I'd get to use it again someday. A woman's tuition, I guess. I guess I better wear a coat, too, huh? Sure, it's cold out. Now, I'm going to paste all these write-ups in here. Now, let's see. There's one, two, three, four. I'm going, Jane. Uh, goodbye, dear. Oh, yes, and these oh. two. Oh, here's one you didn't hear, dear. Jane Ace came through the difficult role like a major. Both? I think I'll put this one on the first page. Isn't that all? But I'm going up to the drugstore for some pipe tobacco. Well, have a good time, dear. You know what, Mars? I think I'll start a new page with this one, how I wow. Well, I did that. How does that look? Done it. I 
think I'll kind of just put a line under the part about me, and I think I'll do it on this old one, too. I'll just put a line in ink under my name, James Sherwood. Oh, those were the days. Yes, what day? Oh, I remember then I always thought I'd go on the stage someday. Oh, well, every girl imagines that at some time or other, I guess. Yes, I guess so. But they don't get the chance like I got last night. I certainly wild them, didn't I? Well, now, look here, then. Don't go taking this thing too seriously. What do you mean? Well, I mean that little play last night. I thought it was only an amateur performance. It was only a story play, Jane. Nothing to get excited about. Mm, I can't help it if I get excited. I always get excited when I'm in a play. Backstage at the theater. The smell of the makeup and things like that. You don't get that smell when you're sitting out in the audience. Hmm, don't you, though? No, it's only when you're on the stage yourself. Just a second now. I heard that last class. late, but she did finally. <laughs> Marge, are you going to ask the same way he is, my best friend? And the very critic. Critic? What do you know about critics? These are critics. He's right up there. Oh, well, but they're, they're only being charitable. They have to say things like that about an amateur play that's put on for charity. Don't let all this turn your head. You did your bit for charity. Now, if you want to play around with these right up, something you can look back on in years to come. All right, this is a pleasant memory. But if you're going to take it seriously... Marge, please don't speak to me. Oh, now, Jane. I mean it. I might lose my temper and say something I'll be sorry for. Well, honey, I'm not... All right, now, if you keep talking, oh. I'll say it. But I haven't done anything. I'm your friend, your best friend. Oh, yes? There, I had to say it. I told you I would. It's your own fault, Marge. I told you not to say anything more, but... Is you that the phone, Justin? Uh, I'll speak to it. But please don't speak to me, Marge. I can see whose side you're on. You don't have to hit me over the head with a crowbar. Not hard, anyhow. Hello? Hello. Is this Mrs. A? Yes. Uh, may I introduce myself? I'm Mr. Royal of the Theatrical Guild. Oh, well, I missed A for that play last night. Yes, I know. Well, pleased to meet your acquaintance, Mr. Royal. Uh, Mrs. A, I've read with keen interest the reviews in today's papers of your appearance last night, and I wondered if you would be interested in accepting the leading role in a play I am doing this winter. A play? Yes, you Mrs. A. Of course, we can only pay you a thousand dollars a week. A I'm sure you will disregard the small money when I tell you that the part will make you one of the best comedians in the country today. Now, I wonder if I may come out to see you at your convenience and bring the contract with me. Mrs. Ace, are you there? May I bring the contract? Uh, why, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Roy. I'll bring the contract if you want to. And don't forget the pipe tobacco, too. <laughs> well, Jane didn't fall for that one. But Mr. Race doesn't give up his kidding his wife about being a great actor, as we learn when next we meet the Easy Aces.